Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are raising the standard on what it means to be a man of God. My name is Jarrett Samuels, and I want to thank you, men, for tuning into today's show. Today, we're talking about clarifying your focus. But before I get into today's podcast, I want to thank Spegs, S-P-E-I-G-S, uh, the latest individual to go over to um, the iTunes account for The Pursuit of Manliness and leave a five-star review. He said, this podcast is a must for any man seeking to better himself in the way he thinks, speaks, and acts specifically if following Christ. I had listened to several other podcasts for men before I found this one. They were good, but nothing like this. Spakes, thank you, brother, for going over there, leaving a review. I know uh, it takes a little time to do that. I know it takes a couple steps, but I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the men who've gone over to iTunes and leave a review. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, It gives uh, validation to what we're attempting to do here with the pursuit of manliness, but it also communicates to iTunes that there's something going on here that uh, men are engaging with. And the more that happens, just like Google, Facebook, etc., it tells those um, services, if you will, those those uh, platforms uh, that there's content here that they want to make sure they promote. And I appreciate you men doing that. And I appreciate you guys on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those places where you leave comments. Uh, man, I really appreciate that. I try to read every single one of them. The emails you send, I read every one of those. When you share content, man, that that is huge, and I appreciate you men doing that. Thank you guys for taking time to do that. Today's podcast is on clarifying your focus, and these are 10 questions that I believe will help jumpstart uh, you wherever you're at, whether you're listening to this podcast on the first day of the new year or you're in the midsummer months, wherever you're at. Uh, there are seasons in our life where we need to clarify our focus. We need to understand where we are going, where our habits, our attitudes uh, are taking us. And I think this is just incredibly important. And I'm going to give you some context here before I begin. Uh, every year around the mid-November Thanksgiving time, I begin to look forward to the following year. Not like I can't wait to buy a new calendar. I can't wait till this year's over. But I mean, really thinking about what is the next year going to look like. I am absolutely pathetic when it comes to uh, New Year's resolutions. If that's your thing and that works for you, man, that's great. I am not a New Year's resolution guy. I, I, I blow it every year. Typically blowing it just about on the first day of the year, right? Everybody's going to eat better. We're going to exercise better. And you stayed up too late the night before. You're surrounded by food the next day. I'm, I'm a big college football guy, so I'm going to watch football all day. So really, day one, you've already blown it, right? Day two is a struggle because you feel like garbage from the day before. And so my, my thought process has always been, especially in the last few years, let's attack the year before we actually get to it. So disciplines, books, um, anything, journaling, whatever whatever it is that I want to incorporate into the following year, I begin to do that early to mid-December. So around Thanksgiving time, I take you know some time there, and, and you'll notice with Pursuit of Mailing, I'm not, I'm not going to post much content from Thanksgiving to about the 1st of December. I do the same thing about when we get into the 20s of December until the first year. Those are two windows of time. There's some others where I don't post content, and the point is I need I need to not, I need some, some clarity, I need to refocus and I need to really think about what what direction I'm going personally before I ever try to throw content at you as collectively as a group. And so when I thought about this year on November 29th, so this is going to be after Thanksgiving, I have a note on my phone and I keep, I'm like a lot of you guys, I got my phone with me all the time. I love the notes feature. I, I text myself things a lot, but I make a lot of notes to myself, ideas or thoughts or questions I want to ask, whatever. 
And on the note thing, at least the last time I updated it was November 29th of this year. And on November 29th, I had a note that I titled, Clarifying My Focus. And what I did is I came up with 10 questions that I thought would be really beneficial to me as I approached the new year. As I thought about flipping that calendar, as I thought about what do I want to incorporate into the coming year. And so I began to type out these questions. And what I'm going to do today is just walk you through these questions, why I think they're so important. Because for me personally, the month of December was really, really difficult. Uh, There was a lot of things going on uh, professionally. Many of you know I'm a pastor of a church. We had a lot of stuff going on. Um, We're looking to hire someone right now. So the meetings of of that nature, I'm teaching a class. I preach every week. Christmas was happening, Christmas Eve was happening, Christmas Eve worship practices were happening. There was just a lot of moving pieces throughout the month of December, and I tried to also get some content done ahead of time for Pursuit of Manliness, and I was able to do that. Also in the beginning of December, the next session of Tribe launched and kicked off, and we have 26 really, really good dudes in this session of Tribe, and and I'm impressed already. This is not a commercial for Tribe, but I'm impressed already of how these men are pushing one another in really good ways and hearing feedback from them already. And so you have a lot of things going on. None of these things are bad, but a lot of things going on right in that window of time. And as life would have it, sometimes I think as God would have it, uh, middle of the month, early to middle of the month, I got sick. And I don't mean like flu sick. I mean like this cold that I just could not shake. I couldn't sleep. It was a a challenge to even practice messages. I I couldn't make uh, any video content for Pursuit of Manliness without just hacking my head off through the whole thing. Uh, When I got ready to preach on those weekends, I would just be, you know, green tea, lozenges, whatever. And it really knocked me down for about 10 days to two weeks. And the reason why I tell you that is because I started off the month with this ridiculous focus, this ridiculous passion of, I'm going to light up the month of December, and I cannot even wait to get into the month of January. And by mid to late December, even up till Christmas, uh, it was just a hazy fog. And truthfully, I forgot about the note on my phone that was going to change the month of December. Here it was, you know, two weeks later at the most, and and this idea of clarifying my focus uh, was non-existent. And there were several days in there where I began to think about pursuit of manliness and think about the falling year and the church where I'm at, my family, and I would think about these different things. And I could come up with absolutely nothing. Nothing. And I told my wife that. I'm like, I have nothing. I have no focus right now. Everything is gray. Everything is is this hazy fog. Um, And I I don't want to create anything. You know, I was passionate about preaching and things, but I was just really lethargic and tired. And I know that was my body telling me I need to rest. And so I tried to do that and I rest as as much as I could. And every once in a while, I try to jump back on and create some content or create, you know, something engaging, you know, an engaging post or engaging tweet, whatever, to try to get people to, you know, because we're better together. But I, I literally had, did not have an Emmy. And I reached out to several people around Christmas time, just the, you know, the guys that I network with or I know well, and I just, hey, Merry Christmas, whatever. And one of the guys said, man, I cannot wait to get on, you on the phone in the coming year. I can't wait to hear about your plans for Pursuit of Manliness in 2019. And I read that text and I thought, I have no plans for Pursuit of Manliness for 2019. I feel like garbage. I'm tired. I don't know if you guys have been there, man, but I was just tired. I, I wanted to do nothing extra. I, I, I slept a lot. I just, I, this cold in, in the dark days and everything was just, it was just beating me up. 
even the typical Christmas season where I'm up, man, I'm like a kid at Christmas. I, I just didn't have it. And Christmas night, I was tired. And it's just after another, right? It was depressing. And I got to think about this idea of, wait, wait, wait. And I went back to my phone and I looked at these questions. What I want to do today on this podcast, whether you're watching it online or you're listening to it on iTunes, wherever you're listening to this at, is I want to walk you through 10 questions that I think, I really believe, if you will be honest with yourself on these 10 questions, I'm going to try to walk you through them a little bit, give you some context. I really think they can get you unstuck, but I also think they can tr- move you, launch you forward, maybe in ways that you haven't thought about being launched forward before, okay? There's no magic pill in this. You have to be honest with yourself when it comes to these questions. You have to be honest with yourself uh, when it comes to working through these things. But I believe that if you'll take a look at these questions and you'll you'll ask yourself, okay, honestly, where are you at with these things? Um, especially this first one, okay? I really believe they can really lead you into some good conversations, not only with yourself, because first and foremost, these conversations have to be with yourself, but secondly, with your spouse or anyone else that is significant in your life, okay? The first question I think you need to ask yourself is this, what do I really want my life to be about? What do I really want my life to be about? Do I want to be a guy that just gets up, goes to work, comes home? Am I living for the weekend? Am I all about my children? What do you want your life to be about? In a sense, that was one of the questions that birthed the pursuit of manliness. What am I passionate about? What do I really want to do? And I've said before, you know, we want pursuit of manliness to equip men with the Bible. Absolutely non-negotiable. But we want it to be a platform where we could talk about other things. We've talked about uh, coffee and guns and, and we had running and, and hunting and because we think Christian men are about all things. We've talked about sex and children and whatever. Pornography, it's all on the table. Because as Christian men, it's all on the table. So the first question is, what do I really want my life to be about? What's the purpose? What's the meaning? This is not something where you go sit on a mountain and and get your zen and find your focus or center or whatever that garbage is. I mean, where do you add value? Where what, What are you passionate about? Do you want your life to be about helping homeless people, yet you've never been around a homeless person? Do you want your life to be about missions, but yet you don't serve in your church? I mean, think about what what do I really want my life to be about? If I could do anything, what would that be? Now, you guys can't see this as I'm recording this podcast on video or audio, but um, I have a I have a, a screen in front of me, and it, it's a football game. It's a Sunday afternoon. There's a football game in front of me. I have another screen over here where I'm doing some video stuff. So I have three screens going right now, but the middle screen um, has a football coach on it. You can say, I want my life to be about being a head football coach in National Football League. H- have you ever coached? Like, do you, do you know football? Are you just good at yelling in your, like, like, really, you have to define the reality of this question. What do I really want my life to be about? I want my life to be about investing in others. Great. Let's get you around other people. Let's get you involved. Let's get you invested. What, what does that look like? So the first question, first question I think you need to wrestle with is, what do I really want my life to be about? That one may take you a little bit. That one you may need to talk to your spouse. Actually, all these you might want to talk to your spouse about. Wouldn't be a bad idea uh, to get her on board. But what are my passions? I love sports. Great. Can you turn that into anything that would be of great value to anybody else? What do I really want my life to be about? Second question is this. What is it going to take to get there? 
So if I say I want my life to be about missions, okay? That's not mine, but let's say that was yours. I want my life to be about missions. What is it going to take to get there? Well, it would start by serving somebody else. Before you get on a plane to Zambia, you may want to go down and volunteer in the kids' ministry. You might want to be a youth leader for, you know, consistently. You might want to go on a CIY type trip or go to church camp. You know, what do I want my life to be about? What is it going to take to get there? Do you have currently any of the qualities, any of the disciplines, any of the habits that it would take to actually get there? I've talked to my kids uh, about the sports they play. Do you want to be a soccer player? Then you have to live like a soccer player. If you're going to be a National Football League coach, you have to live like a National Football League coach. If you have a wife and children, you're going to have to get them on board with being a National Football League coach. Whatever your thing is, what is it going to take to get there? This is you narrowing the focus, clarifying the focus, and, and really having that honest conversation with yourself. Where am I at with this? Do I possess currently any of the qualities or disciplines it takes to get there? I want my life to be about owning my own business. Are you reading any books on being an entrepreneur? Do you follow anybody? Do you listen to any podcasts? Do you, do you have any money in the bank? Do you, do you have any qualities that says you, know, you, you could actually run a business? And if you don't, that's not the end of the world. I want you to hear that. But then you have to figure it out. You have to begin to learn. So when I started Pursuit of Manliness, I didn't know how to make a slide with text on it. I didn't know how to record anything. I, I didn't know how to build a website. I still don't know how to do that, a lot of that stuff. Um, but I, I learned so many things, so many things uh, through the idea of if I want my life to be about equipping men to be better men of God, then I need to get some tools in my toolbox and I need to get resourced up. The same is true with you. But will this require any moving? Does this require like a career change? Um, what is it going to change? Is there anything? And sometimes, sometimes when you think through these questions, what I want my life to be about, what is it going to take to get there? It's going to be like what you currently do for a job right now and then some, okay? So it's uh, Sunday afternoon and a lot of people are taking naps or whatever. I'm in my house right now. I'm recording a podcast that will be launched in a couple days. The sermon I just preached is on another computer over here where I'm going to edit it later, edit the audio later. So my Sunday is going to look like editing podcasts, editing sermon. There's two different worlds here because I believe in both worlds. I believe they both have an opportunity to get people towards Jesus. This is not a pat myself on the back. I already told you there's a football screen here. There's a football screen to my left. Yeah, I'm fine. I, this is what I want my life to be about. So for me, it will absolutely be worth it. Number three, what habits or attitudes stand in the way? What habits or attitudes stand in the way? You know, we have this idea that we're introverts, extroverts, and and I don't disagree with that. I'm an introvert all the way, all the way introvert. Uh, Some people find that hard to believe, but if you're around me for more than 45 minutes, you'll know, yep, he's introverted because you can, and I try not to, but you can actually see me like shutting down, like I can't, I can't, I can't do this, falling apart, And so, but what I've learned is there's a difference between being an introvert and a jerk. So what habits or attitudes stand in the way? I I can't come across as a jerk. So if I'm with you more than an hour, which happens sometimes in life, you cannot be a jerk. You cannot be, um, you can't override conversations. You can't always be the guy that's right. You can't always be the guy that makes vast sweeping assumptions. Like, Like what habits or attitudes do you have in your way that would actually stand in the way of you becoming these things. 
You know, one of the greatest exercises I've ever done is when you reach out to like 10 people, five to 10 people, and you ask them about like, I'm at my best when I do what? And let them, let them respond to that. And the area I should improve on is this, or the area I'm not aware about is this. Like get a few questions together with people that you really, really trust who know they will not just tell you what you would like to hear. And, and, and get this vast sweeping, you know, again, assortment. Get, don't get people all in your same age or same, you know, small group, whatever, so it's awkward the next time you guys meet on Tuesday that nobody can look you in the eye because they all told you you're a jerk. No, don't, don't do that. But, but get, you know, like five people, ten people of different walks of life that know you well. So maybe a colleague, someone in your small group, someone you serve with on a team, maybe someone in your neighborhood if you know them well. And, and, and get like two or three questions that would be revealing enough that they'd have to be truthful enough to you. It's, it'll be, I've done this before. It'd be really interesting to you what answers you get back. It'd be really interesting to find out. I've had people do this and you'll see a consistent theme and you're like, okay, okay. And what that is, is a great opportunity to learn. So what habits or attitudes would stand in the way of what you want your life to be about? And whatever it is that you say it's willing to get, whatever I'm willing to do to get there, like, I'm willing to put extra work in, I'm willing to do these, whatever, great. But is there a habit or attitude that's, that's actually going to hinder you from, from realizing that? Number four, what self-destructive tendencies do I possess that could sabotage this vision? Men, I believe we all have self-destructive tendencies that we possess that could sabotage whatever vision God has given us for our life. I will tell you one that I have right now, and I have really been confronted with it in the last number of days. I do not like to be told what to do. If I ever, and I'm not talking about my wife, I'm talking about in general, if I feel like somebody is telling me what to do and I don't want to do it, I can really bristle up against that. I don't know if you're in the same boat as I am, but the last few days I've really been thinking about that. I, I, don't, I do not handle that well. If I feel like someone is making a vast sweeping um, assumption, assumption that I'm going to do something for them or just kind of you know, maybe, I don't know if take for granted is the right word, man, I just do not handle that well. I need to be mindful of those moments where that can be self-destructive. Every man has self-destructive tendencies. Everyone, it could be pride, anger, lust, uh, insecurity. We all have self-destructive tendencies in our life that sabotage us. And a lot of guys are not aware of them. So if you do that one before there, before this one, but the habits and attitudes that stand in the way, and you get some of that feedback from other people, from your spouse, from people closest to you, you will pick up on some self-destructive tendencies that are sabotaging you. I have a ton. I have a bunch of tendencies. And you know what's interesting is as I've gotten older and as I've developed these practices in my life, I can notice the triggers. When these triggers are starting to happen, I, can, I actually pick up on it and, and I'm having self-talk. Don't do this. Don't do, I'll give you another example. As an introvert, I do not handle large crowds well. So if I pull up to a restaurant that is packed, like people outside waiting, a mall that's busy, any area that's packed full of people, I have this weird anxiety that I feel coming up inside me. And what I know is this, because of that anxiety, because of that whatever it is, I can feel it starting to happen, I have learned through the years to tell myself, don't ruin this. 
Like, pull it together. It's not about you. It's going to be okay. Context. When you get out of here, you're going to be fine. Don't ruin it while you're here. And I have ruined meals and, and opportunities with my wife and kids because of my own stressful insecurity, whatever it is. And I have to tell myself, don't do that. Don't, don't be a jerk. Just enjoy it. You know, be the security guard for your family, whatever it has to be. Just chill out and let them have this good, positive experience. Man, I'm telling you, we all have self-destructive tendencies in our life. So ask yourself, what are they? What could sabotage this vision? Uh, number five, who benefits from me living this focused life? Who benefits from this? You know, one of the problems I have with online men's stuff, and I'm not going to name any of them specifically because there's some really good ones out there and there's some ones that I'm like, I don't, whatever, they're not for me, but they might be for you. But one of the challenges I have with some of the online men community that we are developing in this free space that we have is it is becoming like Boy Scouts for men, like teach men how to, you know, tie a tie. That was actually a blog idea I had years ago. The handshake, the camping trips. Like we're having these I, these things where we're taking ourselves and we're making ourselves 12 again. How to fight off bear attacks. You know, how to shine your shoes. How to not like these things are bad. Because listen, I know there are men who grew up that, that didn't have anyone teach them how to shine their shoes. But really, is that the end goal? That, that it's, I, I struggle with some of those things. I don't engage in them because I'm not trying to throw stones at anyone. I'm not saying what I'm doing is perfect either. We're all trying to figure this out. But let's not make it man scouts. Let, let's not turn into you know this little man camp where we just get together and we learn new tricks of the trade. Who benefits from you getting better? There should be people in your life who are the direct recipients of you getting better. When I clarify the focus in my life, when I begin to narrow it down and I think about this is why I'm doing this. This is what I'm willing to sacrifice to make this happen. These are the tendencies that I'm trying to shave off and get rid of. These are the habits and attitudes that I'm not aware of that I need to think about. I'm doing it because I want my wife and children to benefit from it, but I also want you to benefit from it. I don't even know you. Like for a lot of you guys, I, I don't know you. You don't know me. Uh, we're never going to have each other's cell phone numbers. We're not going to hang out. Uh, we're never going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the game. It's just not going to happen. But I'm hoping through this online platform that we have here, we can make each other better. But the reason why I show up every week or produce content is not so I can see myself on the computer. It's so we can get better. And that's why I invite feedback and sharing and comments and, and dialogue. We want to get better. So who benefits from, from this? Who benefits from me being more focused? Immediately my wife and children. If they don't benefit from it, then, then I need to kill it. Then that's it. Whether it's ministry or any other job I'm doing or pursuit of alienness or tribe or anything else, if my wife and kids do not directly benefit from it, then I, I am ripping them off of time that they should be getting. For, if I'm going to sacrifice that time, there should be uh, something positive to the other side of this. The same way with, with whatever you're doing, man. Make sure the right people are benefiting from this. Um, who do I need in my life to realize this vision? That's number six. My apologies. I should have let off with the number. Number six, who do I need in my life to realize this vision? Well, first of all, you need a, a spouse that's on board. And if you're one of these guys who is always coming up with new ideas, it may take a little while before your, your spouse is on board. So when you realize and you're clarifying your focus, first and foremost, you need her on board. She may not be 100% supportive right away. That's going to be okay. 
You're a big boy. Don't pout. Don't throw a fit. Don't turn passive aggressive. Don't drop weird hints about your friends down the street. Get to do it. Man, you just keep being better. You just keep getting better every day. And when she notices that there's a difference in you, it'll be different, man. I've said before, when I knew the pursuit of manliness was benefiting my wife was the month that I wanted to take a break for the month. And she talked me out of it because she saw the value. Number one, just in my demeanor, just in my engagement, but also what what it was doing for our family as far as conversation and just getting better. Listen, you need people in your life who are going to help you realize this vision. Not all of them will be immediately in your life. Like the men in tribe, most of these guys do not know each other. They might know one or two people maybe in there. Most of them don't know each other. Same with our, our, our online community, easy for me to say, our closed group. Most of those men don't know each other. A lot of the engagement are guys from completely different states, sometimes different countries. That might be what you need in your life. I've seen guys, though, say, man, I need some guys in my life. Man, I need some dudes in my life. Man, I need some accountability. Man, I need someone to, and then we provide those opportunities and they back away from them. Man, do you really want that? Ask yourself, who do I need in my life to realize this vision? You need the right people. There are going to be some knucklehead guys, some jackwagon guys that you may have to cut out of your life to say, man, you are not helping me. You're actually hurting me. You're hurting this vision. You're hurting this direction that I'm trying to go. Number seven, what are the non-negotiables? What are the things that you go, nope, it has to be this. It has to be this. With Pursuit of Manliness, it had to be certain content. It had to be certain ways. It had to be about the Bible. We had to. It had to be content that would make men become better men of God. It had to be a certain discipline. I had to have you know maybe a certain space in my house, or I had to have a certain, whatever it is. What's your thing? What, what are the non-negotiables in your life when you realize this vision? Maybe it's to get better. Maybe it's just to get flat out healthier. You want to be physically fit. The non-negotiables might be to get all the pop out of your house and the pop tarts and the cookies and the Girl Scout cookies and the Boy Scout stuff. And you might maybe say, hey, man, we can't have that stuff in my house. Maybe you just cannot have that stuff in your house. What, what, do, what do I need to do? To, to, what are the non-negotiables? What are the things I have to have? What are the things I cannot have? You have to you have to clarify that list. I believe in a lot of areas of my life we need some non-negotiable list. Whether it's interaction with the opposite sex, maybe it's at work hours, uh, how you spend money. What are the non-negotiables in your life? Uh, number eight. What can I not compromise? For me, what I cannot compromise will be my marriage and my children. Most of you guys would probably say that, right? Like most of you guys, I'm hoping would say it's my wife and children. When we do challenges in tribe and I'll say, you know, who's whatever, um, 80% of the guys go, my marriage, right? Like we know that, like we know that. But what else, what, what, what else can you not compromise? So for me, for example, um, I do pursuit of manliness on the side. What I cannot compromise is the ministry that I've been called to at the church where I serve at. If the church is struggling or my sermons are lethargic or without compassion or without conviction, then I got a big problem. If if I'm if if I'm compromising in certain areas, then I need to I have to quit that. And that's why I have certain breaks through the year where I'm like, I'm not producing content at this time. Because I cannot compromise that. One of the things I cannot compromise would be vacation time. When I when we do get away as a family, I, I cannot be living on um, a Zoom call. I cannot be living on a microphone. I, I I can't do it. Man, it'd make great video, right? To have a video or picture of me, you know, doing stuff with. I, I just cannot do that. I cannot compromise that. If I feel like those things are compromising what I'm trying to do as a husband or father, then I got to cut some stuff out. And number nine, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? So 
if your thing is I want to get in shape, okay, then maybe what you need to start doing is go to the gym. What I need to stop doing is eating the Funyuns, okay? Or I need to get up earlier. I need to stop staying up so late. Or I need to spend more time with my wife and children. I need to stop being in like three nights of pickup basketball. I don't know what your list is, but what you start and stop doing uh, will be clarified by how you answer questions one through eight. And I I should have said this in the beginning. I really do believe you need to go through these questions in order. As you go through these questions in order, what you're going to find is some of the stuff is going to rise to the surface. When you think about not compromising and non-negotiables and people in your life, your start doing and stop doing is going to be a lot more clear by the time you get there. If you start with that one, Some of these aren't going to make any sense. So think about that. Maybe I need to stop hanging out with these people or in these environments. I need to start going to small group. I need to start serving on a team. I need to start going to a men's group. I need to start engaging more in these environments. What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? This is an important one, too, to sit down with your wife, if you will, and say, here's what I'm thinking. And again, make sure they're on board with this vision and direction. They may not be 100% on board, but I guarantee they will be able to say yes to this question. Do you want me to be a better man? Do you want me to be a better, more committed man of God? Yes. Think about that. What? To be better, to be a more authentic, genuine, uh, holistic, if you will, man of God, it's going to require some of these disciplines in your life. And it's going to make you uncomfortable as you journey through this. The last question is this, how will I know if I am remaining focused? We all have, we've all had those New Year's resolutions and we quit them. How do you know if you are remaining focused? How do you know if you're reaching your goals? Well, Again, those questions above. You got your wife and children on board. They're going to ask you some things, just naturally flow of life. But also the people that you have in your life, the people that you've already added to your life, that you've invited to your life. Don't forget, if you've done that one right where you're asking people, hey, what habits, strengths, things I'm not aware of, you're, you might adopt some people into your life that you're not aware of. So how will I know if I'm remaining focused? Because you've taken the first nine very seriously. Because you've thought through these nine things. You've trimmed the fat. You've gotten rid of, of, of maybe relationships that are unhealthy. You've gotten rid of food that's unhealthy. You're not spending money anymore in unhealthy ways. You're not living in ways that are detrimental to your wife and to your children. You're actually benefiting uh, your church. You're actually benefiting your community. So how will I know if I'm remaining focused? Because you're going to draw a hunger to stay focused. As I've said, I'll have seasons where I feel lethargic and tired and um, just not in a place to add content or add creativity or or to think about things. But because the, the, the framework is there, because the work has been there for so long now, these things begin, there begins to be a hunger for that. Like, I want to get back to that. I want to get back to... Um, engaging in dialogue. I want to get back to community. I want to get back to these conversations. So how will I know if I'm remaining focused that these things become part of your life, right? And you need to answer that question for yourself. That's going to be, you know, two, three, four, four things. So men, there's a list. There are 10 questions that I would recommend you asking yourself when it comes to what am I all about? What am I, what's the focus in my life? How do I clarify the focus in my life. I feel wayward. I feel pulled. I feel lethargic. I feel uh, discombobulated. I'm ADD. I'm all over the place. Help me clarify my focus. Help me jumpstart this. Help me get out of the, the, the shoot in the right way. 
Listen, I tell you, whatever day that you're listening to this podcast or you're watching this podcast, start that day. Start with question number one. What do I really want my life to be about? Man, I would love to you, for you to leave that comment below wherever you find this podcast, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave me, leave me that response. What do I want my life to be about? I would love for you to leave that answer. Here's why. Other men need to see your answer. Other men need to see what other men are saying. Man, there's power in seeing your answer. And you know that because you've seen other people's answers on things before. We've all cheated in school at some point, right? We want to see, what'd you get for number two? What'd you get for number one? Man, if you would leave that response somewhere, what do I really want my life to be about? Whether you're watching this um, when it first comes out or you're watching it months later, I'd love for you to leave a feedback below the YouTube video. Again, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let them know. What an opportunity. And men, one more time, I just want to remind you, we have a closed Facebook group that I'd love to invite you guys to be a part of. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pursuit of manliness. There's a bunch of guys in there, 2,300-ish guys in there from all over the country. Guys are adding guys to be a part of it. Conversations are happening. Uh, that's really a great environment to get connected to the pursuit of manliness, get connected to the pursuit of manliness community. And that's what it's about. It's really content within the community. As we uh, raise that standard of building better men together, we do so because of, of engaging this community. So men, I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for listening. As always, check us out, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or on YouTube as well. And as always, if you go to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Man, I really appreciate that, man. So thanks for watching, and let's keep raising the standard on what it means to be a man of God.